Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Simon Tierney joins us once again uh, to talk about something that uh, one of those people who wrote into Barbara and Declan might be interested in, uh, the swimming pool, uh, which I imagine swimming pools have been around for thousands of years. They have, yeah, 5,000 years to be exact. Crikey. The reason I chose this unseasonable, unseasonal topic, I guess, Sean, is a lot of people are missing their local swimming pool at the moment, mm. closed with the restrictions. And a lot of those people have taken to wild swimming. Um, I was spo- speaking to one person the other day. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but yeah, someone I did use that phrase to me the other night, mm. and it was just like swimming in the sea. It's not a new thing. It's just swimming in the sea. Yeah, it's like yeah. wild running, um, yeah. <laughs> which is something that people do outside of a stadium. It's not swimming with alligators. <laughs> it's going for a swim in the sea where it's a bit colder. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it is a good deal colder. So the average swimming pool should be between uh, 26 and 28 degrees Celsius. The average water temperature in the Irish Sea in the month of November is around 12 degrees Celsius. Although someone told me the, the, the other day that it was 8 degrees at the moment. Mm, yeah. So it's really, really chilly for those people who are so desperate to get their swim in at the moment that they've taken to the wild swimming. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I, well, I imagine that cold might be kind of energising uh, uh, for people. Up to or a point maybe, and then yeah, it becomes period. deathly, probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, so 5,000 years ago, uh, who was doing it first? Well, it's no surprise that yeah. it began in a very warm climate of hmm. what we would describe today as Pakistan. Uh, Mohenjo-Daro, um, the great uh, archaeology that is still there to this day. The swimming pool is still uh, beautifully intact, Sean. It's a stunning piece of architecture. Obviously, it's not filled anymore, but you can see the brick and the gypsum that would have kept it sealed. Um, It was a small swimming pool. We're not talking about an Olympic-sized pool here. It was about 12 metres. Well, it is, I should say. It's it's still there. 12 metres in length. It was quite deep, though, about 2.4 metres in depth. Now, Hmm. it's unlikely that people were doing lengths in this, Sean. It was used primarily for, um, I suppose, sort of religious uh, rituals uh, and that kind of thing. And it's a tricky one because, you know, someone tweeted me earlier, God, don't talk about them as the bats, because for a long time, swimming pools were known as bats. And that is that actually tells us a lot about the evolution of the swimming pool, that this wasn't always a place for leisure. This had Mm. a much higher public health function. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's when it really kicked off um, in the 19th century. And the first um, indoor bats that I've come across that, you know, some of the history around this, there's competing claims, especially when we come to the Irish question for the first swimming pool. But the um, St. George's bats in Liverpool they seem to me to be the world's first indoor swimming bats. Um, they were opened in 1828. Um, by the mid to late 1830s, there were six indoor swimming pools uh, around the city of London, all of which had their own diving boards, which would suggest a leisure or a sporting function. Mm. That makes sense because the world's first um, swimming races Uh, or governing bodies for swimming races were taking place 
in that decade in the 1830s. And just to go back, uh, because I was, I was I had this notion that maybe the Romans invented uh, baths or would have had kind of pools in their you know big fancy. Well, you they know. certainly didn't invent them, although mm. they're probably best known for their baths or, mm. and the Turkish perhaps as well, because you know some of them are so beautifully preserved. I've um, you know with their mosaics and their frescoes. Um, now, it was not uncommon for top, uh, the high society of uh, Rome to have their own private swimming pools. These were called piscinas, um, which is a word that you'll often see when you're on holidays in yeah. Spain or Italy. And I often wondered what the connection was there. Why are swimming pools called something which sounds like fish? Yeah, yeah. Because the Romans kept fish in their swimming pools. Of course they did. And that would suggest to me that the water might not have been very clean and yeah. a bit murky. But mm. I guess like our wild swimmers who have taken to the Irish Sea and the Atlantic, that's something that you get used to. Uh, but yeah, for sure, the Romans did popularise the idea of uh, public health and the baths or swimming pools were very important for that. Now, you may, uh, is there controversy then about the first indoor pool in Ireland? There is huge controversy. Um, I did quite a bit of research on this yesterday and it's almost impossible to come to a conclusion. Um, you know, there's the clerical college in Maynooth. They have a claim to the oldest indoor pool in Ireland. Um, Clongoeswood College in Clain also claims to have the oldest indoor swimming pool. However, I think no one can argue with the fact that perhaps the earliest and certainly the most successful public swimming pool, because both of those examples that I mentioned there were private to mm. the people who were going to those institutions. The Tara Street Baths is just a phenomenal slice of Dublin history, Sean, and there is so much about it in the Irish newspaper archive. This is an institution which was opened just there where the uh, the new Irish Times offices are. It's now next door, you've got the Markovich swimming pool, which... Um, it, you know, has a, there's a long tradition of swimming pools there. Uh, the Markovich took over in the late 80s when Tara Street Baths closed, 1986 to be exact. But when they opened uh, just over a century earlier, 1885, Sean, this wasn't just a simple swimming pool. This place had an enormous laundry. It had two swimming pools, a first class swimming pool and a second class swimming hmm. pool. The first class swimming pool was heated. The water was warm, it was more expensive to use, and there were no riffraff. And the second class pool <laughs> was for the Dublin Everyman, and that was cheaper to use, of course. It was a huge investment by Dublin City, £14,000 in 1885 to build this swimming complex. And uh, it was a huge success. Uh, and what was it seen... As a place to go swimming or a place to go and have a wash? Both. Um, so it did have baths as well. Ah, So right, where people yeah. could go and, and have a bath. Um, so it did play a public hygiene role. But it the, the first and second class swimming pools were swimming pools in their own right. So the first class was 17 metres by 10 metres. And the second class pool, because it was more affordable, was slightly bigger. Uh, that was 19 metres long. Still pretty small swimming pools. I'm not sure how many people actually knew how to swim so it was probably more hmm. about going for a dip at that point. Uh, was there a gender division in these pools? Yeah, now I found a lot of articles about swimming in the 1930s in Dublin because 
It's extraordinary. When you look through the archives, what you notice is that for decades and decades in the first part of the 20th century, people were just crying out in this country for a provision of more swimming pools. And the authorities were very slow to provide them. You'll constantly see references to headlines, Tralee calling for a swimming pool, uh, you know, uh, Navin demanding a swimming pool, whatever it is. And eventually they all got them. But in the 90, in 1935, for example, the Irish press wrote an article and they said the recent cold spell has given an, an unusual flip to indoor swimming at the Tara Street Baths. Hundreds of young enthusiasts are patronising it daily, but never before was the vogue for swimming lessons among young women more pronounced. And that makes sense because when I did some further research, I realised that, yeah, the... Tara Street Baths was a great civic exercise uh, for hygiene and health, but women and girls were only allowed there on one day a week and only for a certain part of that day. Oh, crikey. Uh, So even in terms of getting an opportunity, if somebody wanted to learn to swim, far more difficult if you're a female. Swimming has always been a very segregated sport, Uh, not just among the genders. In the Deep South, during the Jim Crow era, Swimming was something which was a huge uh, hot talking point for mm. for the black community, and rightly so, because the you know the the idea of black people using water fountains or indeed swimming pools or sharing changing rooms was anathema to the Jim Crow rules at that time. So swimming has a very long history of injustice, really, mm. in many ways. Yeah. So when, when we get, when do we actually, the era of competitive swimming, when does all that start? Yeah. So 1896, of course, was the first modern Olympics held in Athens. And uh, I had to do a bit of research to try and figure out where the swimming took place, because swimming, of course, was one of the original Olympic sports with, you know, uh, gymnastics and running and uh, field athletics uh, and all the rest. So it is a, a very much an origin sport for the Olympics. But that first modern one in 1896, it was held in the Bay of Z. Um in, in Greece. So it was wild swimming, so to speak. <laughs> the first Olympics where they had a swimming pool was the 1908 London Olympics. And I found a fantastic photograph. This, uh, the, the London, the British, they built a stadium in White City in West London for the 1908 Olympics. I'm not sure if that Olympic stadium is still there, but you can see in the photograph, I'll tweet it later, right in the middle of the stadium where you would normally do the um, field athletics, like Mm. javelin and shot put and things like that, there is a 100 metre swimming pool right in the middle. It's Mm. absolutely bizarre to put the swimming pool there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's where they put it. Uh, maybe to try and kill two birds with one stone, let's just put everything in the middle of this stadium. Uh, so but they'd have javelins landing in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> so that's where they did it. But interestingly, it was a 100 metre long swimming pool. So presumably they cut it in half and did two 50 metre sections because that's what an Olympic pool should be. Ah, oh, that's an interesting point. Now, and, and, and going back to kind of private fancy ones you've been and there is a picture uh, of it here it is quite extraordinary looking you've been to the Hearst uh, private swimming pool in California is this did they let in members of the public or was this just like these are the circles you move God in? no no oh, okay. no this was for the Hoy Poloi William Hearst was a newspaper baron in um, in America and he had he built this enormous kind of modern day uh, castle 
um, by Julia Morgan, his architect, uh, in the 1920s and early 1930s. And he built this very, very, probably the most famous swimming pool in America. Um, because it is done like a Roman baths, uh, like an ancient Roman baths. It's full of blue, yellow and orange, tiny mosaic tiles. It's indoor. And I visited it back in 2015 when I was doing a road road trip through California. And it is absolutely beautiful. Um, Obviously, I wasn't allowed to strip off and jump into it (laughs) or anything like that. It was like absolutely protected and pristine um, example, but uh, really stunning. If anyone ever gets to go to California when all this business ends, it's well worth a visit. Yes, it is in Kane's house. Uh, Simon, thanks a million for coming into us. Simon Tierney there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Moncrief on Newstalk.